Hello, Agape Church and friends. Welcome in to the Building Up Podcast, episode number 93. Thank you guys for being with us today. I'm David, and we are, on this episode of the podcast, continuing uh, kind of a series on the podcast that we started last week. We are looking at the wise sayings uh, from Proverbs. Now, we're doing this in conjunction with a sermon series that we're teaching at Agape Church in the spring of 2022 as we go through a large portion of Proverbs together. We're actually focusing on teaching through Proverbs 1 through 9. Then we're reading as a church the wise sayings of Proverbs that are found primarily in chapters 10 through 31. And so last week on the podcast, we we started going through chapter 10. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to do a high-level view of Proverbs chapter 11. So if you are following along as part of our series called Wisdom and Folly on Sunday mornings, Thank you, and I hope this is a help to you. If you're outside of Agape Church, or perhaps you're looking at this in the future, listening to this in the future, uh, I would just encourage you to just go read the chapter of Proverbs that we're covering on the episode of the podcast, and then just use this as a resource. Hopefully, the Lord uh, will help you um, and allow this podcast to be a, a use to you in growing in knowledge and understanding and wisdom, which is what Proverbs is all about. So again, on this episode of the podcast, we are taking a look at Proverbs chapter 11 from a, again, a kind of a high level overview. As I said last week, we're not, uh, or on the last episode of the podcast, we're not trying to cover every possible verse or every possible theme in the chapter, but we want to hit some of the, kind of some of the, uh, the big themes in uh, in the chapter. So we see some things about slander and gossip. Those are some themes that we see in Proverbs 11. Uh, the uh, Solomon teaches that godless people try to destroy and belittle their neighbor with their mouth. So we could think there of how it is unwise, foolish, even godless to belittle other people, to slander them, to gossip about them. We see that in verse 9 and verse 12 in chapter 11. And Solomon goes on to say that wise people, those who are seeking after the wisdom of God, they know when to remain silent and when to speak. That's something that they learn how to do. To do. Solomon also says that it is foolish people who reveal secrets, who can't wait to share something that they learned that maybe they're not supposed to share, uh, but they share the secrets of others. And Solomon says that's a very foolish thing to do. But the wise, those who are wise and who are pursuing the wisdom of God, they are trustworthy people. We see that in verse 13, that you can trust them to keep a secret. To You can, you can trust them with something that you're sharing about yourself. And so you know, we want to be people who have wise people around us so that we have people that we can confide in, who will give us good counsel, but will We'll, we'll be very careful with what we share with them. And at the same time, we want to be people who are wise, who can be found trustworthy, who are not eager to share what other people have told us, even if we try to share it in a way that may sound good. Like, I'm just telling you this so you can pray for someone. The Bible says, no, we need to, we need to know when to remain silent. Uh, we, we There may be times, by the way, where we have to share something that someone has shared with us because they're in danger and 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 they want us to keep a secret, but we know that it's there's an in, there's an endangerment that's happening in their life, 
and, and we need to step in and get some people to help. But most of the time, those, there's going to be rare occurrences. Most of the time, the secrets that we are tempted to share are ones that it would be best for us just to keep to ourselves. We see some other themes, some big themes of judgment and deliverance and how the wicked and the foolish and those who uh, are just lusting after riches and pleasures in this life that ultimately they are being they are being held captive by their lust. Solomon says that in verse 6 in Proverbs 11. And ultimately on the day of wrath, their riches and their pleasure that they have pursued will not profit them at all. At the same time, we see these passages that promise deliverance for the righteous people, those who are seeking after God and His commands and who want to obey God and who want to keep their the way that they live and the way that they think. They want to line that up with God and with His Word. And so there's some great promises in chapter 11 that righteousness will keep a man's way straight, that we will be delivered by righteousness on the day of wrath. Verse 5, verse 6, verse 7 all talk about that. We're given some good, sound wisdom in chapter 11 that, uh, that, that when we surround ourselves with an abundance of counselors, we will find ourselves in safety. Verse uh, 14 says that. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So those who strike out on their own, they think they have nothing to learn and no one can can really teach them anything, or they've just decided in this area of their life or in this decision of their life, they're just going to make their own decision. And the Bible says that is not a wise way to live. And it may actually even be wicked and foolish depending on what you're pursuing. And ultimately, because there is no guidance, there is no good counsel, you're going to find yourself in judgment and in ruin. But when you're a person who is wise and you want to do the right thing, that one of the ways that you determine what is right and what is not is you surround yourself with some godly, wise counselors. You seek their input, going back to those people who will keep a confidence, but they will share with you that which they think would be good for you to do, and you're willing to listen to them. And ultimately, in an abundance of counselors, there's safety. You will find deliverance. You know, sometimes um, someone will share with you counsel, and it may not be the, the exact right thing that you need to do, but when you have two or three people in your life who are wise, godly people and you get counsel from them, somehow God works through that to help you arrive at the conclusion that you should arrive at, the conclusion you should reach about what you should do. And so there, there is a way that people live that will lead to judgment and a way that people live that will lead to righteousness. Um, excuse me, that will, well, will lead to righteousness, but ultimately to, uh, ultimately to deliverance. And then we see these big themes in chapter 11 about justice and fairness and equity and being people of generosity and good deeds. And this is, this is probably the biggest theme I, I saw in Proverbs 11. So one of the things that Solomon points us to is that people of wisdom, people who are trying to be wise, they are people filled with integrity. In whatever kind of dealings they have, whether it's business dealings or it is social dealings, just their relationships with other people, whether it's how they interact in organizations, even how they interact within their church, that they are trying to be people that are just and fair and equitable in all that they do. And 
Solomon says that is a wise person. You see that in verse 1 and verse 20. Not only is it wise, but it delights the Lord. The Lord delights in those who are trying to be people of integrity. I think I've heard it defined before. You know, integrity is is what you do when no one else is looking. Uh, Sometimes it's easy to be a person who's trying to be fair and equitable and do the right thing when others are watching. It's not always easy, but sometimes it's a little easier. But when... You know, when you could do something that's not really fair, that's not honest, and you could get away with it, no one would really know what you did. That's kind of when we are really tested with whether we're people of integrity or not. Solomon goes on to say that the opposite of that is to be a crooked person, to be someone who's deceptive, to be someone who tries to do whatever it takes to get the things that they want, especially financial gain. Solomon says that crookedness destroys the treacherous. Verse 3 and verse 20 talks about this and how they're actually an abomination to God. So those who who try to get gain by being dishonest, ultimately they will find destruction in their life. They will find that ruin comes upon them. And that happens because God, God finds it to be an abomination to be someone who's dishonest. Where a person of integrity delights the Lord and is pursuing Him in his heart, those who uh, would would deal treacherously with other people, especially those who are poor, taking advantage of someone in some way that, that really can't defend themselves, that God finds that to be an abomination, Solomon says. And then Solomon goes on to talk about even at a at a larger level, when you have someone who is a righteous person. They are in right standing with God, and ultimately we know that happens through faith in Jesus, and they're trying to live rightly and to do wise things. Solomon says that's actually a benefit to a group of people when that type of person is in leadership, when they're in charge, so to speak. Verse 4, verse 5, verse 7 talks about how righteousness delivers the upright and even can bring joy to an entire city. So verse 10 talks about this. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. Verse 11, by the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. So really there you're you're thinking even in a secular way. When you have someone who is in leadership in a group or in a city, um, an organization of some kind, and they're a wise person and they want to deal in wisdom, it's actually a blessing to, to, to that whole group or to that whole city. So I think this is a call for us that when we find ourselves in our lives in leadership somewhere, it might be a church, but certainly it could be in a political position, or maybe God calls us to be in leadership at at work or in a secular community organization, even volunteer positions. Whenever we do that, if we will pursue wisdom, we can be a blessing to that group, but if we try to do things in our own way, in our own ideas, um, ultimately we will be, uh, will not be a benefit. We could even be, we could even bring harm. In verse 11, Solomon says that the opposite of blessing a city with, by someone who is wise or upright, that by the mouth of the wicked, a city is overthrown. So when laws and rules, when a people are directed by those who are wicked, and laws and rules are created by those who are wicked who will actually overthrow the city or overthrow the organization. 
So wisdom is beneficial in all areas of our life. I think about a leader at our church who recently, um, he, he he's in a leadership position in a in a secular group this year. Um, he's kind of leading this secular group, and um, and and it's in line with his career um, and the business that he is in, and. And so he had this really important meeting that was going to happen, and he reached out to the leaders of our church, and he just said, you know, would you pray for me to have wisdom tonight in leading this meeting? Because I think it could be very contentious. Now, this was not a church group. This was a, a secular group, an association for people who were in our city in this particular career um, or line of business that this leader is in. And uh, But he knew that he needed the wisdom of God, even though... It's not a church organization, and maybe some of the people in that group are not even believers, but he knew he needed the wisdom of God to be a blessing to that group. And that's really what Proverbs is telling us. Wisdom is a blessing to people. Wickedness and foolishness um, is not. And then finally, we see this big theme of generosity and good deeds. And Solomon talks about giving us principles of how those who give freely, they will actually go grow richer in their blessings, verse 24 and 25. And those who withhold what they should give will end up suffering want and lack, and they will have dishonor, also in verse 24 and 25. And in verse 30, this beautiful, beautiful proverb, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. The fruit of your life is what you produce. It's the good deeds, the good works. It's the things that you do. When you seek to be a generous person, Solomon says you will grow richer in blessings. That doesn't necessarily mean if you give, then then you'll grow rich in, in material goods. Although sometimes the New Testament tells us that God chooses to do that. When you want to be a generous person, he'll always make sure you have enough to be generous with. But the blessings that you will receive from generosity... Those are sure blessings. You can you can be assured that you will receive those. And part of that blessing is you'll be a tree of life to others. You can actually help provide life and joy to other people by the fruit of your life, by what you're willing to give and how you're willing to serve them um, in monetary ways and, and in non-monetary ways. But just so that we can see that Solomon is very practical and the Bible is very practical, he also tells us that we have to be careful in our generosity. Don't be reckless. You have this verse 15 in Proverbs 11 says, Whoever puts up security for a stranger will surely suffer harm. That's basically kind of Old Testament language for co-signing a debt or a loan. And Solomon says to, to just co-sign alone to take on someone else's debt that you don't know, it's not a very wise thing to do. So that shows us that our generosity, we should be very generous people, but we're not reckless in generosity. We're led by discernment. We're led by the Spirit of God as we make these decisions on how to be generous in this life. So those are some of the big themes and highlighted verses that I saw in chapter 11. I would love to hear from you. If you would want to use our email address you hear in the outro, let me know some of the Proverbs that stood out to you um, as, as you're going through the podcast today. I would love to hear from you on that. Until next time, thank you for being with us. Grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for 
Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Say